Everybody knows that music. It's the thinking music. It is. From Jeopardy! A show that'll either make you feel really, really smart or really, really dumb very quickly. Oh, man. Some of these questions, they're, they're, they're so obscure that it's just like, why do you know that? Mm -hmm. And they can be completely opposite ends of the knowledge spectrum. Mm -hmm. Everything from pop culture to precise biological formulas or chemical formulas or whatever. The Canadians have had a a pretty good run over the last couple of years. They've had a couple of good showings on on the show. Hugely, hugely popular show. And an Edmonton man this week appeared on Jeopardy. Kyle Marshall Marshall is the uh, branch manager for the Calder Edmonton Public Library. He joins us this morning. Morning, Kyle. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, did you? Th- this is like major celebrity stuff to be on what has become an institution. How did you get on the show? You know, it was it was an interesting process. There were three rounds of testing and uh, an audition back in November, and then basically they give you the call about a month before you're actually meant to fly down to Los Angeles and and do the taping, which was actually done two months ago, actually. Mm-hmm. So I've been sitting on the results for that time. So take us back in time a little bit uh, more, Kyle. What was it about that show? Why did you want to be on it? Um, and and um, how did you prepare for it? <laughs> yeah, great question. I've, I've kind of been a trivia nerd my whole life, uh, but, you know, not a Jeopardy hardcore fan. My friend Matt actually... Uh, was playing a, a mock Jeopardy game against me one time, and he said, Kyle, you've got to try out for the show. So uh, I decided to, to go for it and, and try my best. Uh, and then in that month between getting the call and actually uh, being on the show, that's when I, I hunkered down and started to prepare specifically for the show. So I was, you know, doing a lot of gameplay because uh, I had to learn how they were asking those questions, you know, practicing my buzzer buzz in time. And uh, I, I focused on a couple of topics, but like you said in the lead up, like they could really ask you anything. So Studying is almost a little bit um, of, of an odd endeavor because you can really prepare for anything. So the one thing I did focus on was U.S. presidents, and lo and behold, it came up. So I was pretty pretty pleased with that. <laughs> yeah, that and some pop culture things. Otherwise, it's it's general knowledge that you accumulate over years, sometimes decades. You're totally right, yeah. So, I, I mean, I've just always been kind of curious about uh, the way the world works, how many different cultures interact with one another, um, had kind of general interest in, in science and history throughout my whole life. And so that's, that all kind of led to this. It wasn't necessarily that I was preparing to be on Jeopardy, but just kind of curious person. You, you talked about practicing with the buzzer or practicing for the buzzer. Tell us about that. How tricky is it to get the buzzer to buzz? It, it's, it's interesting because when you go there, they call it the signaling device, and it is, it's a lot heavier than the, the little pen that I was practicing with, and <laughs> it doesn't depress as far. So what you're waiting for basically is these lights around the screen to light up, and at that point you can buzz in, and if you're too early, they lock you out for a bit. So you probably are not going to get uh, back in to guess again. So it's funny, you know, they did a rehearsal round for all the contestants before they started taping the, the games, and I bombed. I couldn't get that buzzer right. I was way too early every time. <laughs> So I'm thankful that I got better for gameplay. But, you know, even in rewatching the game on Wednesday, I was reminded how many I knew, but I couldn't quite buzz in perfectly for. So wow. it's it's a heck of a thing. Yeah, it was that's going to be frustrating, get. especially if you know the answer, right? It's like, ah, oh! 
Totally. I, I, we did a watch party on Wednesday night with about 30 of my friends. So I had to shout out every time that I knew the answer, but couldn't buzz in, <laughs> just so they knew that I was doing better than they thought. <laughs> you ended up... <laughs> I think you did amazingly well. Uh, we have some clips from it, because at the, at the end of your episode, it came down to... <sighs> Final Jeopardy. It seems to me you and another competitor were were pretty close. So she was a little ahead of you, but you guys were around ten thousand dollars each, right? Yeah, exactly. Only two hundred dollars apart. And you know, just previous to going into Final Jeopardy, which is the big one, uh, I had kind of handed her an answer on a silver platter. Uh, the question was about a president. I clarified that I was guessing John Adams, and if it's not John Adams, it's there's another one called John Quincy Adams. She swooped in after I got a got called incorrectly, and so. That really put her in the lead and allowed her to bet zero. So, uh, yeah, it, it kind of killed me in the end. Uh, yeah, so this was the final question. Uh, we'll tell you what all went on. And, yeah, spoiler alert. Well, this is on a couple of days ago, if you, if you didn't get it. It's okay. This is the final Jeopardy mm-hmm. question. This was tricky. Here it comes. The category is sports and the movies. Here's the clue. A Gina Davis Institute study found shortly after a 2012 franchise film's release, women's participation in this sport rose 105%. You have 30 seconds. Good luck. And then at that point, you guys all write down, this was a tricky question, and I think you can probably tell us why, Kyle. Yeah, so, I mean, in my thought process was, you know, Gina Davis immediately went to A League of Their Own. I knew A League of Their Own didn't come out in 2012, so I was trying to scan for film franchises that came out around that period that were related to sports. Nothing was coming to mind, so I really defaulted to that show. But, you know, honestly, so Gina Davis was an Olympian-level archer. Um, I knew that at some point in my life, but it couldn't come to me in that moment, and... uh, the Hunger Games completely eluded me, it, so that was the connection to archery, and it's increased. But uh, you know, at least none of the others got it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that and that was funny because nobody—it was—it was a triple stumper. That's right, you know, and that's happening more often with Final Jeopardy. They're making them very, very difficult quite often, and so it's interesting because my betting strategy going into that was pretty aggressive because I saw the category and I was like, you know, I know sports, I watch movies, I, I, I feel pretty good about this. <laughs> And uh, it, it, it obviously didn't pay off. But, um, yeah, just a lot of those are happening these days with uh, triple stumpers where no one knows it. It's, they're, they're making them very challenging. It was interesting. Uh, we kind of sat around uh, the table this morning. We were talking about and that question came up and I answered the same as, as you did. And then Daryl's like, OK, no, you need to think about this a little bit more. And it was the Gina Davis thing that that threw it threw me off. And now that you bring up, yeah, she was an Olympian at one point, that totally uh, didn't even cross my mind. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I, it, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was, it, and you know, hearing that music again every time that I heard that music when I was practicing, it it stressed me out. To be honest, it just put <laughs> this extra extra level on there. So um, I felt okay in the show, but you know, I, I ultimately figured I wasn't getting to the right answer, even with my what I'd written down. Our yes. sports guy, though, Cody nailed it. He nailed it. He knew he knew exactly what it was. Hey, even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. <laughs> hey, Kyle, if I could ask you one here, who's the Jeopardy goat? Who Who's your greatest of all time? Oh, it's got to be Ken Jennings, I think. Uh, <laughs> Over you <know> James? <laughs> Oh yeah, I, okay. I think so. I mean, Ken, Ken's hung up his uh, his buzzer, I guess, uh, and so he's now doing co-hosting. Um, That's fair. But I, I think Ken, uh, and, and at some, such a young age, he was he was doing so incredibly on the show. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, they're, these these two guys are incredibly impressive. And Matea Roach has been, you know, a, a really awesome recent Canadian on the show too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. and I think they came second in the, the tournament of or the Masters tournament that just occurred. So um, yeah, some great people to choose from. But it, it's Ken for me. Uh, yeah, so. You've had a you've had a couple months to think about it. Are you satisfied? 
Are you good, or are you going to have to go back and try it again at some point? Any regrets? You know, uh, some regrets. I mean, some of my answers that I got wrong, I felt it was pretty dumb. <laughs> like, uh, after, right after my daily double, I got one wrong. So it's funny because every answer that I did get wrong, I, it stuck with me. But rewatching the show, I was like, hey, I got more right that I totally forgot about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, given how poorly I did in the rehearsal, my expectations were frankly pretty low. Uh, and then I'm, I'm pretty pleased with how I performed on the show, you know, you always could do better. Would have loved to have gotten more. Would have loved to brought home the win for Edmonton and kept on going and, and won a bit more money. But uh, all told, uh, I'm pretty proud with it. And uh, I won't I won't be going back on the show, I don't think, though, because it's, it's kind of a one-and-done yeah. situation unless you get invited back for, like, a second-chance tournament. Uh, win more money. Did you win some money? Like, did you, did you get something, or was it just a trip to L.A.? You know, the, the trip for trip to L.A. wasn't covered, actually. So uh, uh-huh. I went down there on my own dime for, you know, an experience of a lifetime. But uh, second place gets 2,000 uh, American. Uh, third place gets 1,000. And so uh, I'll be waiting for that exchange rate to stay nice and good for me so that <laughs> I'll cash in more <laughs> when it's... Uh, uh, when when the time comes for me to get my money, probably in September. So. And pay off those flights. All <laughs> right. Well, congratulations. Uh, what an experience for you. And thank you for sharing it uh, with us and all of our listeners. Kyle, uh, you know, best of luck moving forward. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. Really nice. Yeah, Kyle Marshall, who is the uh, branch manager at the Edmonton Public Library over in Calder. Didn't do as well as he wanted to. But honestly, can you imagine the pressure and the intensity? No. Like he said, when that music starts to starts to hit, oh. it starts getting you all, all kind of... Cody, Cody. I think that question he got wrong. I, I still think he got screwed. Like I, <laughs> again, to throw in Quincy in there, I get it. It's different people, but like he was right on track. That's a. Uh, no. If we put this in NHL playoff terms, that's like a ticky tack <laughs> call, right? Well, that had to go, but go to the go to the head office in Toronto for sure. <laughs> we'll go for review.